You're listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. This is where real faith meets real change. Be sure to listen to us through Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Follow us on your favorite service to get instant notifications when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also check us out on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com to find out more about what PCLV is all about. With that being said, listen up, because here comes the word.
coming when Jesus came into my life, amen, uh, suddenly some joy came back into my life that stood there for a while. This is not something that is just a, a temporary. This is everlasting. Come on, somebody. Today I want to continue on the message entitled, Stay Focused. Stay Focused. See, I can tell you to be focused, and we all know that we got to focus, right? We got to focus on what we need to do in 2019. We got to focus on on the things that we lack in. We got to focus on the things that we want to improve in. And there, there's there's that focus. We, there's things that we need to do. But let me know that it's important to stay focused. Come on, we we man, we we got to go for it. You can't just stay focused for one week. You can't just stay focused for a day or or, or a month. Amen. It has to be eternal focus. Is what I'm talking about. How many know that that we need to do that? Come on. If we want any type of change, if we want anything to, to move into our lives, if we really truly want all that God has for us, focus is going to be needed. Come on. A lot of our downfalls, if we can really look back at our downfalls, a lot of our downfalls in our walk as Christians, as disciples, is because we lacked focus. Come on, you can look at a time back where you stumbled is because you lost some focus. You can look back at a time where you messed up is because what? You lost focus. Come on, let's be real here. Come on, we, we, something got in the way. Something messed up the focus. Something messed up our direction uh, where we're going because we were lacking focus. We must stay focused as we keep vision in front of us. It has to stay in front where you can see it. Vision has to always be in front of you, church. Vision is something you're always chasing. Vision is something that you're always going for. Vision is something that you're always shooting for. Because God's vision is divine. It has divine purpose. Divine simply means this. Something directly from God. That is what divine is. Something that God has given. It comes from God personally. It comes to us. Can somebody say amen? Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 2 says this. Then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. The New Century Version uh, writes it like this, or the Common English Bible says it like this. The, the Lord answered me and said, write the vision. Make it plain upon the tablet so the runner can read it or a, a reader can run with it. Vision has to be in front of us, church. See, when we join Christ, when we gave our lives to Jesus, amen, when we shouted out in our, in our desperation, wherever we were at in our life at that time, uh, where we needed Jesus in our lives, uh, when we came to the altar of God and said, God, uh, have mercy on me, uh, and we gave our lives to Jesus, how many know that all hell broke loose? You think the devil was happy when you got saved? Come on, he was angry. I mean, all hell broke loose. Come on, it, it was, you know, that day was awesome, though. That day when you were at the altar was awesome. That day when you came and gave your life to Jesus was awesome, amen. I mean, it was a great moment. Uh, spouses and families and friends uh, were all happy, amen. Tears of joy ran down people's faces. Uh, we felt the presence of God, and then we had a sense, uh, a sense came in of hope that everything's going to be okay. It felt good uh, that day when we gave our lives to Jesus. We were excited. But as we joined Jesus on this road, when we actually started walking with Christ, come on, when you got saved, saved, come on. I'm talking when you got involved, when you started coming and participating, when you really just got, gave it all. You I mean, you, you were in, amen. It wasn't that you were, got saved and then you never came back. I'm talking that you got saved, saved. For real, for real. You know what I'm talking about? Saved, I mean, you're saved. You're, you're, you're in. You're in. But when we did that, church, there's nothing like the day we got saved. Come on, when we get on this road with Christ and we get saved, saved, and we give our lives to God and get participate in the things of God, how many know that, that man, trials and storms and battles showed up? Hallelujah. 
Come on, we, we, didn't, we didn't know about storms. We didn't know about battles. What's a battle? What's a trial? You know, you, I, we talk like that. I talk like that at, at work. And some people are saying, what, what are you talking about? What, what's a trial? What's a storm? I say, give your life to Jesus and you'll know what they are. <laughs> come on. Come on, somebody. Come on. It feels like a storm. It, it feels, man, we're going through hell, amen, and we, we just got saved, amen. Uh, but I'm here to let you know that Jesus uh, is always by your side, amen. Uh, he's on that road with you. Uh, he's in every storm. Uh, he's in every, in every battle, amen. Uh, whatever trial's going your way, Jesus is right there with you. See, when these things hit our lives on this road, when we did give our lives to Jesus, he did warn us. He did say that it's not going to be a skip in the park, guys. Come on, it's going to get a little rough. It's going to get a little tough, amen, and people are going to make fun of you. It's not going to be easy, but I'll be with you. Every step of the way, I'll never leave you or forsake you. That's a promise of God for us. Man, you get saved. And man, I remember getting saved when I got back to the Lord, amen, and rededicated my life after being backslidden for the, all those years. And I went the next day, and I was excited. You know, man, I'm, I, man, my life was messed up, but I was excited what God is going to do in my life and how he's going to restore my marriage or, and, and restore my home. And I remember going, I, and I said, you know what happened? And I went, I went and I said, I got saved. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't even know what the heck I was talking about. And I said, I got saved. I gave my life to the Lord. And they started laughing at me. Ha, ha, ha. I'll give you a week. Thanks, guys, for the support. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't easy, church. This road is still not easy, but it's possible. Come on, it's possible, amen. With Jesus, it's possible, amen, that, that we can make this because he's by our side. He walks with us. The key is be still. You got to look at that banner, and it goes way deeper than those two words. He still speaks a lot. And I look at that, and I said, "Man, there are moments where I was going to lose it, and I wanted to walk out, but I was still, and I trusted in God." I mean, there was times where I looked at my marriage and said, "Man, this is not working." I gave my life to the Lord. He said He was going to fix it. It, 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 looks, it looks like, man, we're going to divorce court instead of church. Told me, be still. In those still moments that God showed up to be God in my circumstance. God showed up to be big in my situation. But it's only being still that shows that. So you look at this, and a lot of us, we don't want to be still. We, we panic. We try to fix things. Come on, somebody. We try to get a hold of it. You get tired of waiting on God and you say, God, I'm going to take care of it myself. Instead of being still and know that he's God. See, he warned us, it's going to be rough. It's going to be tough. But I'm there for you. It says in John 16, 33, the NIV says this, I told you these things. This is Jesus speaking to his disciples. He's speaking to us as disciples here today. He goes, I told you these things so that you may have peace in me. But in this world, you will have what? Trouble. You're going to have some problems. You're going to go through all kinds of things. But then he says, but take heart. In other words, he says, but be still. I've overcome the world. 
He, Jesus is saying, you know what, you're going to have trouble. You're going you're gonna to go through things in, in this world. Uh, circumstances are going to rise up. You're going to get a bad report from the doctor. Things are going to hit your life because we're in this world, amen. Uh, come on, uh, and because we're in this world, we're not exempt from the problems of the world, amen. Uh, come on, uh, it does not exempt us. It rains on the just and it rains on the unjust, amen. But he says, you know what, uh, take heart, amen. Uh, take heart, be still in me because I've overcome the world. If I overcome the world, guess what? You can overcome the world. Why? Because Christ lives inside of us. Listen, because of these pressures that hit our lives, Jesus told his disciples to take heart. Another translation says, take courage. Be certain. Be confident. Be still. And trust me. Because when these things hit our life, church, let me tell you, we end up so focused on facing the moment. We, we get so focused on the temporary, listen, that we lose on the eternal. Did you get that? We, go, we get so, so focused on what's hitting our lives, which is only temporary, that we lose focus on the eternal. We forget who we're walking with. Remember the one that overcame? We forget, amen, and when we forget, it stops us from planning our future. It stops us from going forward, church. And when we don't go forward, you know why? Because we lost vision. How can you go forward when you don't even know where you're going? So when these things come and we start to focus on the situation, you start to focus on the problem, you start to focus on the temporary stuff, you start to lose your focus on the eternal stuff. And so when we do this, we, we, we don't see the future no more. We can't see our hope. You can't see that marriage restored. You can't see your child saved. You can't see you overcome that financial struggle. You can't see these things, amen, because you're focused on the temporary stuff that you lost the eternal there's no goal no more. There's no, there's, no, there's no purpose. There's no divine vision in your life. We're just blind men walking around. Whatever the day brings us, that's how we live sometimes. Come on, somebody. You ever got distracted in your walk? You ever get distracted just driving? I get distracted all the time driving. My wife gets scared when I'm driving because I like seeing things. I'm like, hey, what's that? <laughs> she gets, she freaks out, amen. I, 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 but see, I have vision. I know where I'm going. <laughs> at, least, at least that's my excuse, amen. But you get distracted. You ever been distracted? Something come out of nowhere, I mean, you, 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 God's moving, you, you have vision, you, you're going for something, you're excited for God, and this little distraction comes on the side that, that you, it gets your attention. And then we start to focus on this little distraction, now becomes your focus. And now you lost the eternal focus. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16 to 18, New King James says this, Therefore, don't lose heart. Even our outward man is perishing, yet our inward man is being renewed day by day. For the, our light afflictions, which is but a moment, is working far more exceedingly an eternal weight of glory. While we don't look at the things which we, uh, while we do look at the things that do not look at the things that are seen, but the things that are, the things that are not seen. The things that are, are are seen are temporary, but the things that are not seen are eternal. In other words, the thing is, you know what? We get focused on on those temporary things, amen. That blocks us off from the eternal things, amen. He says, don't focus on those temporary things. Focus on the eternal things. Tell your neighbor, stay focused. Tell yourself, stay focused. You got to stay focused. Some of you guys, you got to pump yourself up. You ever pump yourself out? Look in the mirror and say, yeah, I'm going to take the devil out today. I'm more than a conqueror. Come on, you got to talk. You got to prep yourself up. You got to be your biggest cheerleader. 
You can do it. Come on. You're waiting for other people to tell you, and sometimes there's not other people out there, but then there's a devil hounding you, amen, that you need to motivate yourself and look in the mirror and say, I can do this, amen, I can make this, amen, I am an overcomer, I'm not going to fall. You need to see yourself and speak to yourself. Don't focus on the temporary. Those things that are seen. Focus on the unseen, the eternal things, church. See, when we're not focused, we lose vision, right? You lose vision. You, 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 you don't know where you're going. There's the confusion comes when you lose vision. See, when we don't keep vision in front of us, you know what happens to us? We start living, listen, we start living in reaction mode instead of planning mode. I want you to understand that. You start living in reaction mode instead of planning mode. The trials and storms and battles that we're facing keeps us so focused that we are so careful to take the next step. Why? Because you lost vision. You're, you're, so, you're so careful, say, I don't want to do the wrong thing. And so, you know, some, are, some Christians today are like walking like they're walking on eggshells. They, they, they don't want to rock the boat. They, 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 they're, they're so careful, but they don't have a clear direction. They don't have a clear vision, and so they, they lost vision. And so just because things are hitting their lives, they, they're like, you know, they, they don't want to do the wrong thing. And there's nothing wrong with that, but there's no faith in that. Come on, you can't let those, those temporary things uh, block you from the eternal things. See, the answer, church, if you want to get ahead as an individual, if you want to get, if we want to get ahead as a church, we, for long-term, amen, we need long-term vision. We need clear vision. We need to stay focused, church, amen, but we got to do it by keeping vision in front of us. In order to keep our church going forward, it has to be in front of us. It has to be reminded over and over. It has to hang on the wall right here. Amen. It has to hang on your refrigerator. It has to hang in something in your car that reminds you that you're all the time in. It has to be something that you can you have to repeat inside your mind. Amen. It has to be spoken. It has to be declared. It has to be announced in prayer. Amen. You have to keep vision in front of you in order to stay focused, church. starts by being still and knowing that he's God. You've got to be still, church, and know that he's God. We need clear vision to stay focused. And the only thing we're going to do it is by keeping reminders of what we need to do. Come on. Be still. Put something in your car that reminds you that you're an overcomer. Put something on the refrigerator as you're getting your coffee. Oh, yeah, I can do all things through Christ. What, whatever helps you through the day, church, whatever helps you to stay focused, that peps you up, you got to keep it in front of you. Vision is God's divine purpose for our lives. Vision is God's divine purpose for our church. Come on. It's God that gives vision through the word, through his word. Vision is focused on the future. Vision is focused on the finish line. Paul says in Philippians, you know what? I don't have it all together. Anybody have it together here? Come on, I don't have it together. Paul is being honest with us. He, here's a man that says, I'm honest. I want to be honest. I'm up front with you. You know, I'm a great, you know, God has selected me. I'm a great apostle, amen. You know, but, but I don't have it all together. He says, I'm not perfect, but I press on to reach that perfection in Christ Jesus. This brother here had vision. Nothing was going to distract him from crossing that finish line. In Philippians chapter 3, 13 to 14, New Living Translation says it like this. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it. I don't have it together. I have not figured it all out. I'm not all that. 
But, he says, but one thing I focus on, uh, this one thing I focus is forgetting the past, uh, looking forward to what lies ahead. Uh, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize which Christ, which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. Right here he says, I don't have it, fo- I don't have it together, but I'm focused. Troubles are coming my way, but I'm focused. I'm going through a trial right now, but I'm focused. Come on, I'm not going to, you know what, nothing's going to get on my way, amen, because I got vision, amen. I want to be still and know that God is God. Why? Because I'm focused. I got vision. I don't care what comes my way. It does not distract me from the finish line. I don't care what hits my life. I stay focused and we just keep going forward. It's like a game. You know, if you're into football, your thing is to break the goal line. That's the ultimate goal for anything is I got to break the goal line. I got to cross over the, the goal line. I got to do, I got to score, amen. I got to score a touchdown. And as you're going forward in these things, amen, pressures of life come and they start to hit you. But you got to be so focused and tender. You know what? No matter if I'm getting hit, hit, I never keep my eye. I, a good player never takes their eyes off that goal line. They can get hit. And they'll just go back because they see the goal line. You got to get hit and keep going, guys. You get hit and you fall down. And sometimes they don't even hit you. You go like this and go. <laughs> it's funny, but that's what happens to them. Man, the devil didn't even hit you. And all of a sudden, All you seen was a big problem. All you seen was, was him huffing and puffing, amen. And all you, he didn't even touch you. But can I let you in on something? He can't even touch you. We destroy ourselves. God is not going to allow him to touch you. He can only tempt you. He can only encourage you. But he can't make you. You got to tell the devil, man, I caught on to your games. And I'm going to bust through this line. I'm going to bust through this situation. I'm going to bust through this storm. And I'm going to come out on the other side a winner. I'm going to come out to the other side because nothing's going to stop me from crossing that line. That line is always in vision. That line is always where I'm headed towards. I get hit, man, it doesn't matter. I'm still looking at it. Man, you can hit me here, but my focus will still be here. You can be driving me back, but guess what? I'm still looking at the line because that's my goal. I'm not going to let the devil take me off because he pushed me or did something. Man, in the world, you, you got pushed. You did something. Come on, I know you guys were no bunch of chavalas, right? You guys did something, right? What are you talking about me? What? Backed up your neighborhood? Why don't you back up Christ's neighborhood? Tell the devil, get off this ground. This is holy ground. Get out of my house. Bounce out of here. Get out of my marriage. Let go of my kids. They don't belong to you. Come on. Uh, come on, Emma. Come on. We got to be devil stompers. You say, no, I'm not, I'm not going to give up. Because I got scared. Or I allowed the situation to look too big. Because let me tell you, whatever situation you're facing, church, God is always bigger. I say God is always bigger. You got to look. You, that's what focus gives you. Focus doesn't focus on the temporary. It focuses on the eternal. I don't care how big that temporary looks. God is always bigger because he's eternal. You got to focus on the eternal. Amen. You got to press on. He says the one thing I... I focus on the one, the fo- one thing I focus on, this, this one thing I do is to finish the race and to win the prize. And that's to win, build, serve, send. Let me tell you, vision is what drives you. Vision motivates you. If you have no vision, you have no drive. Come on. You can't be just a prep talk. Temporary stuff. 
That's vision. You have to have vision. Vision is what makes you drive. Vision is what gets you up in the morning. Vision is what makes you keep on fighting the good fight of faith. Paul was so great. I mean, when he finished his race, what did he say? I fought the good fight. I kept the faith. Now in store for me, what? My heavenly prize. Not only for me, but all those that long for this. He's talking about you. If it's inside of you and you long for it, let me tell you, he's waiting for you because he's already crossed it. Now the Bible says in Hebrews, what, there's a great cloud of witnesses cheering you on that already made it. Come on, get up. Man, now we try to motivate people and tell them, come on, get up. Stop offending me. Leave me alone. People get offended because I'm encouraging people to do something. I'm just saying, come on, God has so much more for you. Why are you sitting on the sidelines? Why are you watching your life go by? God has so much. Come on, leave me alone. I just want to be here. Leave. It's the truth. We find our little place. We find our favorite chair. You shake your little tush, and you set yourself down. Because you know what? I'm just waiting on Jesus. And I'm not here to say that you're not going to make it. I, I, I'm not. God's the ultimate God. His grace is beyond what we can even feature. But let me tell you, it's a lot better being in the game than watching. Because God has so much for us. Because when you sit on the sidelines, let me tell you, you really don't have a lot of vision. There's no drive for you. Vision gives you drive. It gets you to get motivated. It gets you to get up. It gets you to be better. Don't you want to be better? You want to expect, man, I, I want to get better. Either being a better husband, doing this. And I'm not saying that you need to stand behind your pulpit and preach. But motivate yourself to be better yourself. To be the better father, husband, wife, daughter, son, whatever that is. Vision makes you get better. It makes you, it drives you, motivates you. See, vision is very crucial. That's why in Proverbs 29, 18, in the English translate, uh, standard tra version, it says this. Where there's no prophetic vision, people cast off restraint. In other words, people will wander without purpose. Come on, we will wander with no sense of direction. Unless we have vision. Vision for the future is what keeps us focused as a church. Especially during those difficult seasons, amen. If we want to be still, it's going to take vision. If you're going to stay still and know that he's God, it's going to take vision. You've got you to gotta practice the stillness of God. You've got you to gotta see God bigger than your situation. You've got to see God bigger than the temporary. We need to begin building with the future in mind, not just, not just uh, short term. It has to be built for longevity, uh, longevity, amen. We need to build, focus on the finish line. You've got to picture crossing the finish line and making it. See, the problem with most of us, Pastor, I'm just trying to make it to next Sunday. <laughs> I'm just trying to make it through the week. And so those are short-term goals. We need long Longevity, we need long-term focus, church. And that's what I said. We gotta, if you're thinking like that, just making it for the week, then you've got to change your stinking thinking. All you're going to have is short victories, and there's no vision. There's no goal. You don't see a finished product. Amen. All you do is just making it for the day. I'm just making it for the week. People that, you know what, they work, and they say, man, I, I'm just making it to, to pay the rent. Amen. And that's all you're going to do all the rest of your life is just pay the rent. Never have nothing built up. You'll have no vision to plan. You'll have no vision to, to go on a vacation. You'll have no vision to travel. you have no vision to do anything else because all you're doing is surviving for the week. And those are the most visible people. Just make it. God gave you, he says, I'll come to give you abundance. Not just to make it, but abundance. to give you life and life what? More abundantly. 
He's not talking just finances. He's bringing joy too. But if we just have the mentality of just making it for the week, then there's no vision for your life. Are you following me? We need to build for longevity. When someone's building a house, that person has to have plans, right? You're not going to say, come on, guys. What do you do, Pastor? We're going to build a house. Just get the wood over there. You got a hammer? Get some nails. Let's just do it. That house is going to look pretty ratty, amen, hallelujah. Amen, unless somebody got a hold of some vision, amen. But if we just got some boards together, boom, 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 boom. I mean, we don't build with a foundation. We don't have a, a plan, amen. When you're building a house, amen, uh, there's a floor plan, amen. It contains information, uh, measurements, drawings. Uh, but you know in those plans, there's a finished product already. Something they're what? Shooting for to look like. So they already know what the focus is. Yeah, we got the plans, but this is how it's supposed to look. This is the finished product. This is what we're shooting for. They know what they're working towards. And we too, church, have to have an end result picture in our minds when we begin something. You've got to see your marriage flourish. You've got to see it in mind. You can't just say, I'm going to work on my marriage. I'm going to try to be a good husband. I'm going to try to be a good wife. I'm going to try to do all this stuff. With no, all you're doing is drawing out a plan, but you have no vision. You've got to see yourself as that good husband. You've got to see yourself as that good wife. You've got to see yourself doing something. There has to be vision in front of you, not just drawings. Because we all draw, church. I, I don't know. If it, 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 maybe it's just me. Yeah, I, I draw, you know, I'm going to get up early and pray. I, I, I'm going to read the Bible more. I'm going to go to church a little bit more. But there's no vision. I mean, I started that drawing and never finished it. Right? Come on, we go back to it, but we stay on top of it. You know, maybe we do it for a week, and all of a sudden, uh, I don't want to do it today. I don't feel like building today. Because you're just focused on the plans. And so when you look at plans, it's work. But when you look at a finished product, it drives you to work. Man, I, I want that. I, I want it to be like that. I, I, want, I want it to be like this. I want my marriage like this. I want my, 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 my walk like this. I want to be this testimony. I just don't want to make it. I just don't want to just get in. I want to get in with that excitement. Crossing that line. Of, yeah. Yeah. I five the angels up. Like, pow, 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 pow. Yeah. Seeing somebody that I hadn't seen. Made it. I'm rooting for you. Yeah. Not just come in and go, okay, what do I do next? There's no vision, church. There's no drive. There's not the drive to, to get you in. Amen? The Bible does say in Corinthians that to run this race, that there's only one prize. Don't run that, okay, all of us get in. No, there's only one. I'm going to make it in. I'm going to do my best. Because there's only one prize because it's running such a way. So much. We just want to run. We want to get in. Oh, man, that's cool. If you make it, that's, that's, that's all right. That's the goal. But I, 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 I want to break it. I want to completely break it. Then you hit Facebook on, on heaven, amen? He made it. Facebook up in heaven doing that? <laughs> there is. They're doing a good way. It's all positive stuff. You know, if it was like just a hassle, then you may again, you're fighting, man. Some of us are going to fight getting there. It's never, it's never going to be easy for us. But some of us, it's just that fight that God just put inside. And some of us, you're going to sit there punching devil's ideas. <laughs> but you made it. And then there's others trying to sneak their way in. Thinking that, man, I'm in just because I sat at PCLV. And you can go call my pastor. He'll vouch for me. 
And he's going to say, away from me, for I never knew you. I don't want to get to that point where I'm playing with my salvation and my eternity. That he may say that to me. Because I'm not giving my all. Grace is unexplainable, church. But I'm not going to play with that grace. I'm going to know and I'm going to know that I know that I know. I did all that I can. I kicked devils. I, I did all kinds of stuff. I chased demons. I chased them out of my house, man. Get back kicked out of the house. Like that Greek guy on Facebook, Jesus Christ, yeah. That dude's excited. I love God. He's excited. Can we make fun? Because we're not doing it. There's a passion in there. It's not that we have to be this, that fanatic. And there's fanatics out there. Yeah, but they're true fanatics. We can't judge that. Man, where's our zeal? Where's our excitement? When are we passing out a flyer? When are we telling somebody Jesus Christ? When are we saying these things? Don't we sit back and judge. Because another brother got a little bit more than you do. Now we, instead of being like convicted, we're convicted, we make fun of the person because of our own convictions. But we're not doing it. Amen? We need longevity. Devity. Beg of you, tell me water. We need to think long term, church, if we're going to change our community that we live in. Or if we're going to exist for a long time. We need to build with vision that's broader than a decade. We need vision that will build with a generational purpose that reaches generations. See, our God is a multi-generational God. He's not just reaching one generation or a certain generation, but a multi-generation. That's He's reaching everybody, every, every race, every color. He's reaching out for them. God spoke in multi-generational terms, both in the Old Testament and the New Testament. In Exodus 33, verse 1, God referenced the promise to three generations, Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. Come on, God was communicating something important here by saying that he is a God of the generations. Amen. He was even speaking to generations that are not even born yet. So if God is a generational God, we can't just lead a generation that we're presently in. We have to plan for the next generations. We got to reach our teenagers. Come on now. Generation on fire, amen. Uh, we got to reach our kids uh, that are in our kids' church, amen. Uh, that we should be honored to work and be part of helping the next generation. We do this by raising up leaders. We do this by staying on the road and off the sidelines. We do it by being faithful and committed and loyal to the local church. And passing down the vision. Of win, build, serve, send. Our kids need to know what that means. They need to know what real faith for real change means. That's our vision, church. They need to know what be still means. Why we have a banner every year. What, is, what does that mean, mom? What does that mean, dad? Got to teach them. Give them vision. I'm going to close today because I have a vision of eating some food right now. <laughs> I got a vision, amen. There you go, something. Something, something juicy, yeah. Sauce and salsa running over a burrito or something, amen. I don't know. But it's going to come to pass right now. But as I close today, seriously, guys. Let's understand that vision is divine and with purpose. It's very crucial to have vision because without it, we will perish. We need to be generational. Amen? 
You know, I've seen many people come through our church. We've been here going on 18 years. In September, it'll be 18 years that God has brought us here, and God has been merciful to us. And I've seen hundreds come through our church that are not here today. Some have moved on, just like Sister Jan is moving on and moving somewhere else, and nothing has happened. They're not black church. Others have moved away. Amen. But there are many here that are not here today because they didn't have longevity in mind. There wasn't a vision of finishing this race that was temporary, that was for the moment, that was for the fix of the problem or situation of what you brought you here in the first place. You didn't vision yourself finishing the race. They lost vision along the way, and they got sidelined. And there's many on the road right now that are sidelined and watching life go by. They're stuck there in their situation. They're stuck there in their bondage. They're shackled by the things of life and the things that have put themselves there. They put themselves there. There's things that they have shackled themselves with. And they're in the sidelines. And they were once in the game. So they never had longevity in mind. They came in. They needed the help. Their marriage was falling apart. God starts moving, and they were, they were, there was no vision of finishing the race. You've got to have a vision to finish this. A lot of us, we start off rough, man. You've got to have a vision of finishing this. Whatever comes my way, church, that, that goal line or that line right there, I never lose focus on. Something's hitting our marriage, I never lose focus on that finish line. Something's happening with my children, I never lose focus on that. Because that focus helps me to focus here. See, once I get off the temporary stuff that are surrounding me, and I start focusing on the eternal things, it helps me to focus on the things I need to focus on. The situation that's coming up and huffing and puffing. And that's all it does, church. you got to know that God is bigger. So when you start to think eternal, then you start to see the great God that he is. We learn to be still, and we'll know that he's God in every situation, church, because that will bring vision back into our lives. Keeps you something to shoot for. If you had a rough Monday, guess what, man? Shake it off. Get that vision back on Tuesday. Okay, I got to do this, man. I ain't going to let this go down. I know there's some times we're out for a little bit. That's okay. Take, get a breath, get your breath, and get back up. Say, I messed up. Confess. I messed up. We, come on, we all mess up, church. We all fall short of God's glory. Come on, I messed up. I, I did something that I'm not supposed to do. I'm getting back up. Don't let the devil say, oh, you messed up. Stay there. No, start, start, start feeding his lies to you. Don't listen to that. Say, get away. I messed up. God, forgive me. Forgive me, Lord. I forgive me. God, I want to get back in this race. God, I want to put my focus back on, put my glasses back on. Let me, let me see where I'm going because I want to stay focused in 2019. Just stay focused, church. We got to build with a future in mind. We need to be generational, not only for the church, but for your own family. You got to look generational. I, I'm looking at my generation. I'm looking at my children and my my grandchildren. I, I see them. They're worshipers. They're preachers. They're encouragers. I see them operating in church. I I see them on this platform. Years from now, they're going to be up here. My kids, my grandkids, they're going to be worshiping God. They're worshipers. They come from a line of worshipers. Come on, what do you see for your kids? And I, I see, I see my grandkids that I don't—they're not even born yet. Don't even go here yet. <laughs> Worshippers, hallelujah! <laughs> but I see my, my future kids, kids. There's a line of generational that's going to reach the generations of this world, church. Because I got—I guess I, I can start with me. Got to be generational. I got to pass that to my kids. They're going to have to pass it to their kids. It's going to go on and on. Why? Because there's a, there's a, there's a goal line. We're shooting for. Man. All these.
be sitting where you're sitting at one time because I'm just a little bit too old to stand up watching my grandson preach the word of God. Love you, God. They're going to get their own field. Who knows what the future holds? Man, imagine how church would be 10 years from now. Man, what kind of things would be going on, man? And we can feed off to reach our generation. Thinking future, thinking longevity, and thinking generation. Our legacy will be realized through the longevity of our ministry. Bringing people to the foundation. Run with this vision. That's what God says to write it on the wall. 